are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday. You're listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast with John Schuster. As we've talked about before, um, and I don't think we exactly hide it, you know what? We kind of go off. We ad-lib here a little bit here. We got to go off script because there is no script. Yeah. Um, We're in the new year, Mike Luke. We are all all the time. I mean, you know, everyone wants to make resolutions in the new year. Fortunately, I'm going to take an easy resolution. I am going to go out of my way to credit Mike Luke whenever he's right. Even when Mike Luke does, does Mike what Luke do- doesn't even know when he's right. Fortunately, this happens so infrequently <laughs> that it's a resolution that I'm relatively confident I can keep. Sherman, I'm let's set ears. the Wayback Machine about two months ago to about the middle or the second third of the Pac-12 football season. Okay, in the second third of the Pac-12 season, one Mike Luke who lives in the gray area. He's not, he's not one to say this is an absolute Never. or that's an absolute. Never. That's, Never. That, that's okay? not how he does things. Um, calling it right down the middle and viewing it from as objective as pos- a perspective as possible. Said, the Pac-12 sucks. Period. Now, John Schuster said, does it really? You know, and then he went on and he said something, you know, I don't, sure, they're not Georgia and they're not Alabama. There's nobody like that in the conference. But if you look at all these other COVID conferences, everybody's struggling. The Big 12 doesn't have a lot of good teams. And, you know, the uh, ACC doesn't have a lot of good teams. And the Big 10, uh, you know, okay. I mean, the Pac-12 maybe has a few teams that are somewhere between 15 and 25 in the rankings. And, you know, does that mean they're necessarily a bad conference? And you said something to the effect of, uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. The Pac-12 sucks. Um, And so, now that the bowl season is all but over, as as folks who follow the Pac-12, congratulations on guessing, um, on noting correctly, one, that the Pac-12 sucks, but two, the much more difficult question, what is the best headline for the Pac-12 after this bowl season? Utah shows its fight against Ohio State. Utah is the only team in the conference that I look at and I said, you know what, they're a really good football team. Ohio State's really good. I mean, you can just tell. I mean, they're really good. Utah essentially went toe-to-toe with them. Um, everybody else sucks. Second best headline, I think, I think, generally speaking, in a serious note, you're right. right. But even with Utah, you could argue, here's a team that blew a 14-point lead in the second half. Right. You know, And even then, although, to me, and there were other people I was texting with watching, uh, watching the game at the same time who had a different outlook completely, and, and, and I was like, Utah looks like they're holding on here. You, they're just, yes. and, and, and ultimately, that turned out to be uh, the case. And it was a gallant effort, but they weren't able to get it done. And I guess even in the second half, you're frustrated. They, they let a 14-point lead at the Rose Bowl in one of the most important games in right. history slip away. The number two headline in the Pac-12 is that UCLA couldn't play because of COVID. Right. That's your second best headline in the, in the Pac-12 bowl season. So there's no, there's, you can't sugarcoat it. Now, in relative, fa- for instance, the SEC finished the bowl season with a losing record, regardless of what Alabama and Georgia do in the championship game. The conference as a whole had a losing record in the bowl season. 
but at least they got some W's, okay? The Pac-12 not only lost bowl games, two of those bowl games were against smaller conference teams. Oregon State lost the Kimmel Bowl to Utah State, and Washington State in El Paso lost to a team from a smaller conference that had to travel not once but twice because their first bowl game, we're familiar with this, it happened in Tucson, got canceled because another team had COVID. So they not only had to go to Tucson, they had to go to a second location to play a team that they hadn't even scouted and kick the living hell out of them. So uh, what, how... It's, it, you, you can't look at this conference and feel that they are at a level of any of the other power conferences. Bleep, you can't look at them right now and think they're at the level of the Mountain West. Correct. And that's, that's even, even if Lincoln Riley makes USC a top three, top four, top five program nationally and they're regularly flirting with uh, whatever the hell the damn ass playoff thing is by then. You've got uh, a lot of other problems. You've got conference. a lot of other pro- problems in this league, and, and they were exemplified by virtue of how this conference performed uh, in, 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 in its bowl season. And then when you watch that, you look at Arizona being 1-11. And it's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> how far does that team have to go? They didn't even win games in a good league. They didn't even steal games in a good league. They they, they were one and eleven in a bad league. All right, one thing though, let's take a quick break. All but right. one thing that's not going to ever be one and eleven in a By bad league. By the way, league, congratulations. Thank you. I'm appreciate that. Is Built Bar? Built Bar could be in the SEC, and Georgia and Alabama are looking up at it. That's the difference when it comes to Built Bar. Um, uh, you know, it, it's something that's just on a it's just on a different level. What would you say, Schuster? I, I really got. You know, when something is good, you don't need to say much about it. Right. Because all you're doing is filling space, and everybody already knows what you're saying. Right. So, so all you have to do, Built Bar. Just talk to anybody. Try this, try this experiment, folks, listening to the Locked On Wildcat podcast. Walk down the road, anybody. Mall, you're getting coffee at some overpriced, uh, uh, you know, franchise. Uh, you're, you know, wherever you happen to be. You're in a big board meeting. You know, it's important now that everybody's trying to figure out what they want to do with, uh, you know, the way things are being navigated in the new year. You walk in there, you say Built Bar. Right. And you tell us what response. I think I know what response you're going to get. The response is going to be something like, whoa, Built Bar, you're so right. Built Bar's the best. Built Bar's awesome. Dude, you like Built Bar? Dudette, you like Built Bar? Everybody, bonding. Nothing bonds. Everybody understands quality. All you have to say, two words. And what are those two words, Mike Luke? Built bar. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. All right, let's get back to Pac-12 football being total <laughs> trash. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about that Ohio State-Utah uh, game. I thought that was one of the better – that's, I think, the best bowl game I've seen all season. Absolutely. You know what – and, yes, it did all – I'll go a step further. Even when Utah was up by two touchdowns, it did feel like they were holding mm-hmm. on. But you know what really impressed me, though, is even when it looked like they were holding on, Utah in no way, shape, or form looked out of place That's on the correct. football field with Ohio State. Yeah. That is a good thing. It guys. is. It is. It looked like, 
And, and, and one team was ranked sixth, and the other team was ranked 11th. And frankly, it looked like two good teams ranked about that place. Yeah. If you, Utah's if you a top 15 football Utah's, team, there's no doubt about and, it. And possibly, possibly top a top 10. 15 program. Yeah. You know, and that's, and, and that's a really impressive place to be. I think a lot of people are understandably, from a strategic standpoint, going to ask, why didn't you kick the field goal or try for the field goal? Would have been a, a, a field goal in the high 40s, maybe about 50 yards midway through the uh, fourth quarter. That would have made the game a 10-point lead for Utah. Instead, they failed on a fourth down at about four from that part on the field. Uh, Ohio State went down the field, scored the touchdown. I, Based on what Utah had in its secondary, the different I don't think Utah's probably winning that game anyway right, because right, right. Ohio State will score instead of Ohio State settling for the game winning field goal at the end which was a chip shot even if they're down 3 and a field goal ties are just going to score a touchdown right. and so they're either going to win 48-45 or 52-48 and it's just it's just it's it's going to be you know it's going to be one of those situations where you know, it, Utah just couldn't quite stall long enough. Right. And uh, well, they also you know, scored too soon. Yes. But which, 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 with a backup quarterback, there's the nothing way, that, you that can was, do about was, that. That kid had a lot of balls, by the it way. That did. was impressive yeah, it was. stuff to watch yeah. him out there. And and it was clear they didn't want to pass. Uh, but but then when they did, he was able to deliver. Do you remember the basketball player Purvis Short played for the Golden State Packers? I mean, the Golden State Warriors. Purvis Short. Yeah. Do you remember Garfield Hurd? Garfield Hurd. Oh, Garfield. Way before for your sure. time. Yeah, You're yeah, relatively yeah. familiar I, with the history of the Sun. I'm familiar with Gar Hurd. I'm not familiar with Purvis Short. Both of you them. Mean Purvis uh, Ellison. No, Purvis Short. Yes, Purvis Short. Okay. Um, Never nervous. Both Purvis. of both of them. Both of them were. You know, they. Gar Hurd played in the mid '70s. Mm-hmm. Short in the mid '80s. Both of them had rainbow shots. Okay. Okay. So it would take. It'd leave their hand and take forever for right. it to. This is that's how the Utah uh, quarterback, the Utah quarterback, right. reminded me of that. Everything was a rainbow. Nowadays, yeah. everybody's got the strong the arm, strong they zip Jeff it in George there, Cannon. you know, all, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. they all want to be Jeff George. Right. Everybody playing football today at the quarterback position wants to model their game after Jeff George. Right. I think we can all agree with that, except for the uh, backup QB with no experience at Utah who looked like he wanted to channel Gar Hill or Hurd and Purvis. That, that, was impre- that was impressive, though, because and every pass seemed to be like a lollipop, like right over the linebacker in between the safeties. I'll be curious to see what the scouting report on that guy is <laughs> and, next and, year. And how he is next year. It's one of the interesting things that Utah gets to deal with. So so at least in that game, Utah was representative and put together Very a good performance so. based on the on the team that they have and the effort in front of them against legitimate competition. The other team that almost did that in this conference is ASU. Mm-hmm. Uh, in most of the ASU looked like, and I thought this was going to happen. The right. first half went a lot like I expected. Right. Wisconsin was just going to shove the ball down their throat. It was going to be ugly. This was going to be twenty-eight to seven final. Right. Right. It was never going to be close. It was never going to be competitive. ASU was going to roll over. But lo and behold, in the third quarter, ASU completely turned the game around and had an opportunity. And just when you think right. ASU is about to make this game really interesting. Wisconsin goes on a 95-yard drive, drive and runs out the clock, clock yes. to win the game. So and that drive so, felt like it was like 35 didn't minutes. It? Oh, <laughs> man. It was like, it was, so, so, so ASU had, and up until that point, I think Wisconsin had gained about three yards of offense in the second right. half. They were completely shut down, but then when ASU had to step up, 
They got the punt. They got field position. They made the right play. They're going to get the three and out. They're going to have the ball at midfield. They're going to tie this damn game, and who knows what's going to happen. No. A 95-yard just ramrod right. uh, that 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 kind of set the tone for what's the difference between the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Or, you know, um, well, um, fourth quarter drives like that. Yeah. And that was the other most representative game. Beyond that, this conference was a mess. I, I, don't, I don't know that there was anybody worse than Washington State. That was just dreadful. But, you know, Utah State manhandled Oregon State. Oh, it, it just you, you it, make, I think you down really, the, uh, I think I think you made a really good point though about how um, and UCLA I think was going to get it was just going to yeah. get you want to know why too Held yes I did, I, I do too because UCLA in typical front runner kind of mm-hmm. Chip Kelly fashion yeah. they didn't want to be there the what bowl was that the Holiday Bowl yeah uh-huh. that's beneath us. <laughs> right in that no, I mean you yeah. know when you're when you're Chip Kelly and you're UCLA football who plays and we don't play for holiday bowls it's like when remember what was it like 12 years ago or something when like uh out when they uh when Nick Saban uh, tried to hint that it was difficult to get his guys to play um, at the Sugar Bowl, motivated. and it was <laughs> against Utah, Sugar Bowl. and it was against right. Utah. Yes, and, and I man, heard, that must have been. Oh, 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 and one of the things. Oh, okay, 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 okay. It's it's this is a rant that I'm never going to come around on, and I and I and I get Do the it. modern way of thinking, but holy crap, I can't not imagine. And based on what happened in the Mississippi game, I know that this is going to be more of the norm. But I cannot imagine if I was on a team and had an opportunity to be highly drafted in the NFL, I'd still bleep and play the damn bowl game. Right. There is, there's just, there's just, there's, that, that mentality does not, e- I can't even comprehend that. When did that become I, like a thing? It seems like it's, I don't know, five years, maybe, which, you know, by my memory, it may have been 15 years. Right. But it feels like that's been kind of a, 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 now regular, a relatively right. regular thing. And now what happens in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl? Mississippi's starting quarterback blows out his knee. Right. When he could have sat. Actually, and, actually, good news on that front. He only sprained his ankle. That's fantastic. Okay. But, but the point is but still, the point is still yes. there. And that point is going to be used by every sports talking head uh, up and down the line. And every agent of these players. Drew Rosenhaus was hoping for a serious uh, injury yeah. there. And because that's going to be that that that's going to be an example that's going to be well, you could get hurt every time. Of course, you could bleep and get you could get hurt in game five. Right. right. You know, I just I it that you one. You could get dr- hurt in oh. training. Sure. Should you not train? For Should the you not train? Then? Should you not play in game five? Should you? It's just oh, oh. When 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 the whole concept is about team, and it's even more than that. I know that I know that there's this thought process that. Players at the college level are just being used by their colleges. But the college still accepted you. Right. You know? And so, and and theoretically, you're with a group of people who you like, and you want to go out there on a weekly basis to try to win as many games as you possibly can. And then at the last opportunity you have for that situation, you decide it's not in your best interest to play. Like, I will never... <laughs> never come to terms with that. 
I understand that it exists. What is Kevin's stance on this? You know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, let, let, let me move in another direction. Not necessarily. Uh, I, I'm, I'm betting that Kevin is more players should do what players want. But I don't know. I don't, I don't want to speak. Next time you have Kevin on, talk to Kevin yeah. about that. It's yeah. an interesting, yeah. it's an interesting yeah. The The Sugar Bowl game. With um, Utah and Alabama. I'll tell you what. Let's tease. Okay. Let's talk about that on the other side. Because this is, this is more interesting than breaking down games that haven't happened for the last 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Or 12 <laughs> yes, days, exactly. Yes. Because, thing, I'm, because I'm on edge. What you do need to know about, though, is get upside. Here's the deal. Get upside is, touchdown, is a touchdown for NFL or score for college. Touchdown or... Uh, this is... With an incredible app, everyone who buys gas needs to know about GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now using po- promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college. You could probably make as much sense out of that as I can. Sure, I'll make sense out of it right now. Get the Upside app. It's easy. Gas is, gas is d- depending on where you're listening to this right now, gas is either th- over 3 bucks a gallon, 4 bucks a gallon, or 5 bucks a gallon. It's not a bad idea to be able to save $0.25 cents a gallon if the opportunity presents itself. Maybe the Upside app can do that for you. We'll be back with you tomorrow.